season is going down in flames they won't make the playoffs this year it's feeble more feeble than it even was last year misery and pain all the Mets ever give me it will never be good it's another miserable year it will never be good it wasn't different after all it's another week frank uh it's done they're done they're over <laughs> they're gonna lose today they are going to lose. They're going to lose two out of three to the Reds. The fact that they couldn't sweep this Reds team, which the Braves didn't over the weekend either, but the fact that the Mets' offense is performing the way or lack of performing this poorly recently, you know, and they're there not able to no sweep. There is no doubt they are going to get swept in Atlanta, and they will get sent hurtling. This is going. To, it's going to be like last year. They're good. By, by September, they're going to be maybe one game above 500. And I, I honestly think they're going to finish below 500. I think they're going to go 78 and 84. Given the trajectory of both teams, uh, Braves' hottest team in baseball, Mets have really just played 500 ball uh, really since the start of June. I mean, tough schedule, you know, granted. But um, Braves are caught up. It's two, they're only two and a half back. Uh, we're at the halfway point. And it will look like Houston. It will look like what the Mets happened in Houston will happen in Atlanta. Well, given the way both teams are playing, it looks like the Mets are going to go into Atlanta next week and get thumped. Like, the Braves just look like a much better ball club right now, as the Astros did against them. No, the Mets are mediocre. It was all fool's goal. Frank, I wrote something this morning that I think you might like, and I I published it. I don't think you've seen it yet because I'm sure you would have acknowledged it. But uh, Robinson Cano... The decision to give him a second chance in the offseason, thus taking up a roster spot, really has come back to bite the Mets because it, it it shows, you know, they have a huge hole at DH. They have a huge hole at catcher. One of those spots was given to Robinson Cano earlier in the season. They cut bait after 12 games and uh, it negated their pursuit of Kyle Schwarber or another big bat that clearly could be helping the offense right now and giving them the power that they've been lacking beyond Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso is now Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso, here's a prediction. He will have 69 RBIs at the All-Star break. He's now become Pete Gronkowski. In fact, he's going to finish the year. He's going to bat. He's going he's gonna to go through the J.D. Davis and him. J.D. Davis said, the training is bad. J.D. Davis, if you need it now, do you need it now? Get J.D. Davis. 187 people, 187 people, 187 people. So you look at the lineup right now, uh, a big reason why they're struggling, of course, the runners in scoring position. They're batting even 167 the last 15 games. And that's what it was last year. 
It was last year. They're, they were leading the league in, in runners in scoring position and hitting with runners in scoring position two outs, batting average on base, RBI. Um, really, the past couple of weeks now, they've gone into a major rut for the first time all season. And not having that power, it magnifies the struggles of runners in scoring position more so because that's the only thing that made up for their lack of home run hitting. Um, in this span, Pete Alonso now has gone into a pretty uh, significant slump. Really, uh, he his last the, – the last – stretch where he seemed right was in Miami, which came 10 days ago or so. Uh, it was really that that finale in Miami that the offense has really been in a funk. Alonzo's been in a funk. Runners in scoring position just hasn't been there. Mark has been in a slump. Escobar might be coming out of it, but uh, really beyond stalling Marte, uh, the Mets offense hasn't really gotten much. Uh, McNeil seems like he's finally starting to get back to normal after you know he missed the whole road trip, and it kind of put him in a funk as well. Uh, but Brandon Nimmo also at the top of the lineup hasn't necessarily performed up to expectations this year offensively. And I think that that's something that hasn't really been talked about either uh, from an on-base standpoint, OPS. Uh, Nimmo's just not really having a Nimmo type year where he's getting he normally gets on base more so. And, uh, and, and yeah, he's just not hitting for much of an average. And uh, I know he had the big three run homer in the first game in, in Cincy. But beyond that, he's he's kind of been in a funk as well, quietly. No, they did. They're going to lose today. They're going to lose three out of four to the Marlins. They're going to get swept by the Braves. And then they're going to lose three out of four to the Cubs. That's how they're going to go into the All-Star break. They're, they're going to not losing the All-Star Cubs. break. And it's going to be, it's going to be one, one win a week. In fact, they're going to get, they're going to come out of the All-Star break. They're going to lose their first 10 games. And then, uh, and, and here's my prediction. They're going to get the boat race by the Yankees twice. It's, uh, that's going to be ugly. And by the, uh, by August 15th, they're going to go. Frank, I just got a text from uh, a friend of mine who's on the Braves beat. Used to be on the Mets beat with me. Do you want me to? Do you want me to read out loud the text I just got about his prediction about we're predicting the series next week because I'm I'm yeah. headed to Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I'm predicting. Sweet. He said, Frank, I quote. He said, I have a feeling the Braves are going to pound them. The Braves look unreal. They're hitting the piss out of the ball right now. I just said, yeah, yeah. Here's the prediction. The Mets are going to lose, not not only losing Atlanta, it's going to be final score. Crack is going to tear the heart out of them, and they're going to go on a 29-game losing streak. But again, like, the trade it deadlines. It, it, and Clem is going, Clem is going, going, Max is back. It doesn't matter if you lose. Rojas! Like used to do with Louis Rojas, even though they were losing last year. You love Louis Rojas. You always go, Rojas! He, 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 he actually <laughs> likes losing. He, he just he just he embraces and hugs losing. And the Braves just don't lose, meanwhile. They've they've been the best team. Well, he saw the Cardinals yesterday, but I was guessing what they were going, doing the Tomahawk. Oh my God. The Cardinals have gotten uh, their asses handed to them in those first two games as well. Oh, both mm-hmm. Paul Goldsmith basically said that Paul Goldsmith was going on an arrow with Bryson Lee going on this going. Oh, 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 And Cardinals and Braves walked on the field together. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? If the Mets go 500 the rest of the way, though, they will wind up with 90 or 91 games. It's just they're going to wind up with a wild card, not the division. The division. Nope. nope. And they won't. They will not go 500 the rest of the way. They're going to end up 80, they're going to end up 80 and 82. So 
the Braves right now, and look at the Dodgers with all their injuries. I mean, I know the Dodgers are neck and neck with the Mets for the most wins in the NL, but the Braves look like the best team in the National League by far. Braves and Astros, the World Series from last year, they look like the two best teams again. It's Rob Manfred saying, and uh, I don't have Joe Buck going, isn't this lovely? No, <laughs> New York, man, 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 man. <laughs> um, Frank, so, yeah, but, yeah, what about Buster? Uh, he said that uh, the player being severely sick with COVID would be a tragedy for 29 teams. Chris Bassett's not a tragedy. It's the Mets. I mean, when's coming back? When's Bassett coming back? Uh, doesn't sound like this week. So that means another start of Trevor Williams. Uh, and everyone gets COVID. They're out three games. Chris Bassett's gonna be out two months. I think he's sick. I think he's actually like sick. That's why. You're cursed. The good news is Scherzer is back. DeGrom yep. will be back in a couple weeks. Yeah, and both of them. Here's my prediction. Max Scherzer is going to go 0-8 the rest of the oh season my. and have an ERA of 0.97. <laughs> no, he's not. Scherzer's fine. I think Scherzer's like. He, well, he, a, he didn't hear what I he's said. Not, he's not. Yeah, he means he's not going to get run support. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought. Did you hear what I said? ERA's going to be? Yeah, sorry, I didn't hear it. Below right. one. 0-8 with an ERA of 0.97. I think that's a little high of an ERA prediction. He might have a, a lower ERA than that. And uh, Jacob DeGrom is going to go 0-8 and, and have an ERA of 0.50. So, Frank, the trade deadline's three and a half weeks away. Even if they acquire a bat, like, they have to acquire a bat. Um, it might not be enough. Like, they, they actually probably will have to call up Alvarez in addition simultaneously to trading for a bat. Phil the DH. Syracuse. He's he's at Syracuse and he shouldn't really be there for much longer. I mean he's 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 played sixty seven games in double A, tore it up, and double A is arguably the hardest level to it, compete it, at. It, 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 is, it has become it, uh, apparently obvious. And, and and I think right now that Tomas Needle has to be the everyday catcher. I yeah, I mean Th- Thomas Needle's a nice backup catcher and he can hit a little bit. James McCann is just really sad to say, like, he's just not, his bat's not major league level. And J.D. Doofus, I want him gone. So now Dom's hitting the ball a little bit, but they keep insisting on platooning them. But honestly, Dom's never been a platoon player. It was just last year where he hit lefties better because he had a torn labrum. And it was easier to get around against lefties and cheat against them. Um, Dom should be getting a chance then until they either call up Vientos, call up Alvarez, and trade for someone else. I mean, they don't want to put the pressure on Alvarez or Vientos to be the saviors of the offense. But that's why when they do trade for a bat, that's when you call up Alvarez and have him be the catcher and have Nito back him up. Because honestly, um, Alvarez is bad as major league ready and the Mets really need a jolt. If they want to seriously compete this year and not waste the years with DeGrom and Scherzer, if this is even the only year, if to say DeGrom and, leaves. And, and you know next year DeGrom's going to be a brave. He could he could leave. This is the year to go for it. He could he could in fact leave in free agency. It's gone. It's hopeless. The Mets are not, the Mets are not making the playoffs. The Mets also don't – they could still get a big bat and a high-leverage relief arm without giving up the farm. I mean, if it comes down to it where the package makes sense and it's going to significantly increase your World Series odds, that's when you trade Ronnie Mauricio. You don't trade Beatty. You don't trade Alvarez. You trade Mauricio because where is he going to play in the majors? I mean, he's, he's blocked in the long term and the short term, and 
he has a Med Rosario tendencies. That's who he's compared to because he has bad pitch selection, bad plate discipline. He has an on-base percentage below 300 for his career. Uh, he strikes out a ton, doesn't walk. Like he has flaws in his game. Important, you know, important aspects that he struggles in. Kind of like Gilson Herrera. Yeah, that was another name too that the Mets couldn't get rid of, couldn't get rid of, and they. Tra- I mean, they granted they traded for Jay Bruce, and that one didn't work out. But um, again, you Gilson know Herrera what? never developed. You know, uh, I was wa- I was uh, watching. Uh, remember, I was in Staten Island last week watching the Ferry Hawks. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's batting one ten for the Ferry Hawks. Yeah, that that was that was someone. Yeah, that was someone who the Mets. The Mets almost traded Brandon Nimmo to Cincinnati, though. That was brought up uh, when they arrived, when the Mets arrived at Great American Ballpark. Uh, that uh, one of the one of my colleagues brought that up to Nimmo, and Nimmo said he was telling Mark Canna the story when they got there about how he literally thought he was going to be traded to the Reds, and you know, thankfully for the Mets, they didn't wind up doing that. Nice stadium, but very small. It's a band box, which is why it's crazier that the Mets couldn't score last night. They didn't hit a ball hard yesterday. No. And that's kind of been a theme all year. Like, they've been putting the ball in play, hitting it past the shift, going the other way, situational hitting, but they haven't necessarily been hitting the ball too hard. And that's obviously something that came has come back to bite them. I mean, things I mean, have evened out, Gormy's but things been, have— Louis Gormy's been back. He's back to being Louis Gormy. He, he, he can't hit. He's been struggling at the plate. Um, but really, like, going from league best of runners in scoring position to now, you know, Works. really, really struggling, I mean, plummeting, like you could expect it to even out, but but I mean this type of plummet probably won't be sustainable. Like I do think that they're going to, you know, they're, they'll potentially turn around somewhat, but their well, weaknesses uh, have been fully well, exposed. I'll be I'll be free to uh, rip the team on Twitter as Clem won't have a soda. What is the record right now in the ten game bet? Uh, they won the series against Texas. It started against Texas, correct? Yeah, three and two. So they're three and two right now. If they lose today, it's a disaster. I mean, I said that Sunday. I said if they lose a series to the Texas Rangers, it's going to be a disaster. Um, David Peterson's back. He's been their second best starter next to Walker in the absence of Scherzer. Um, but yeah, they they need to hit. The offense has just been they're, really, they're, really they're tough. They're going to get lit up today. Uh, final score: uh, Reds uh, ten. That's one. Frank, granted, that lefty starter that the Reds threw out last night was very, very impressive. He was very impressive. As bad as the Mets' offense was, he's 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 a pretty good young arm. The Reds' bullpen is atrocious. Yeah, and they didn't even come close to getting a hit. The Mets have, are vulnerable against lefties. Ross Detweiler came in; they couldn't touch him. Like they're vulnerable against lefties. And also, they had the runners in scoring sense, scoring position chances, and Lindor popped out on a second pitch late in the game, and just just a number of scenarios like that where they just they had opportunities and they couldn't cash in. And that's well, been the story the last two weeks. Come up with the uh, bases low with Ron's score position. Yeah, he didn't come through. He did not come through. James McCant. McCann just like honestly, like the Mets have proven that if you don't play, you're not gonna have a spot on this team if you're not performing, no matter what your salary is, status, whatever it is. Um, again, I, I I do think James McCann. I think it's it's easy money to say that he's not going to finish out his contract with the Mets. Um, but he might not even finish out the season. I mean, if they're gonna, if they're legitimately going to gear up for a playoff run, like a division title, a playoff run, like he's not a starting they, player. They, 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 they he's have, not a bench player. The wild card is now going to be impossible. They'll have to play three games on the wild on the road, and and uh, there's no way. And it'll put up, they'll, they'll put up another wild card banner. Yay! And Clement, Clement will say it's the greatest thing he's ever seen. 
The Mets, the Mets legitimately look like a wild card team. The Braves look like the class of the NL East. That, that's oh, the way that it looks. No, no, no. We're going to see, see this. The Phillies even pass them. And then every, then, then every day, uh, Buster only tweeted the, uh, the freeze. Remember the, did he used to do anything in Atlanta, the freeze? No, no. What was that? I don't remember that. It would be uh, one guy would start like a, with a 50-yard head start, and they'd have this sprinter dressed like Frozo. Frozone? Yeah. Running past him. And uh, Buster only tweeted that. They always have a good bullpen, too, which is scary. And after they fired uh, Girardi. The Phillies have been, what are they? They're like, uh, what, 13 and 4, 13 and 5 since they hit fired Girardi? They, they have a pretty good record. I, I, I saw the stat. I can't remember what it was. But um, Phillies have been playing better. But they're not a threat. Again, like, Mikey, I was on your podcast last night talking to your buddy and co-host. Um, you know, about the Phillies, like they're a third place team. They, they had weaknesses and they didn't address them and they're not going to really necessarily be that aggressive with buyers. I don't think they should be buyers at all at the trade no. deadline, but they probably no, will. Trust they me, probably the, will. they'll pass the Mets. The Mets, the Mets, the Mets, are, the Mets are not, the Mets will not make the playoffs. They will not make the playoffs. Frank, granted, granted they are 50 and 31, like that they're 50 and 31. Like it would have to be an epic, a collapse of epic proportions to not make the playoffs. They won't win 30 games the rest of the season. Which, hold on, we're talking about, we're also talking about 2021. And like I mentioned yesterday, I, when I went through the schedule from last year, and I've done it a couple times to find out Mets reached 50 wins in 80 games as opposed to 93 last year. Um, going through it, the Mets were 10 games over 500 one time in mid-June. And throughout the first half of the season, they hovered between five, six, seven, and eight games over. Bounce between. That being said, they had the greatest pitcher in the world, Jacob DeGrom, having a historic first half. Lindor was starting to turn it, turn it around. They had some like guys like Peraza and little scrappy bench players like coming through in big spots that you wouldn't expect or expect to sustain. While the offense never act, never performed ever at any stretch of the season. No, the we're, back to, back to, we're, be, we're back to feeble again. The offense didn't perform, and they never hit with runners in scoring position. The Mets were never good last year. It's just the whole house came down once DeGrom got hurt and was done for the year after the All-Star break, as same goes for Lindor. Well, the house is coming down again. That's what everyone thinks, and, and, and you have a right to be concerned. I mean, I mean, this stretch is concerning. Like, they just haven't played well, even against the bad teams. Like, they should be sweeping Cincy. They probably should have swept Texas. Um, again, they just they, their offense really is not doing much. At all, and they're not coming through in, in big situations. So, and Pete Alonso's now now completely lost. There's also too many Alonso's your cleanup hitter, and there's there's too many automatic outs at the end at the bottom of the lineup. Like that's that's the other issue too. Too many DH uh, catcher. You know, obviously getting struggles from Giorme when he plays Canna. Uh, Escobar seems to finally be coming out of it, but you know he had he's had a rough season so far. So, yeah, there, there's holes. There's definitely holes. And, and in the bullpen as well. I mean, the bullpen, the pitching staff has done enough. You know, the, the rotation struggled with Scherzer out, but they still did very well. They went 25 and 14, I believe, with Scherzer on the shelf. Uh, you know, Tom Walker stepped up. David Peterson stepped up. They've had injuries. Um, and the bullpen's been shaky, but Edwin Diaz has been elite, and the bullpen's still been good enough. Um, it's really, it's just been the, off, the offense has really hurt them, obviously, in the last couple of weeks. 
America's first and original hot dog company is Feltman's. <laughs> yes, Charles Feltman invented the hot dog. And Feltman's is now a veteran-owned business, with, uh, which was revived in 2015 by a pair of Brooklyn brothers, Joe Quinn and former Army captain and his brother Michael. And it did so in honor of your late brother Jimmy, who was killed in the 9-11 attacks. With a team of military veterans that have collectively served over 110 months in combat, Feldman's is now one of the largest, fastest-growing natural food companies in the United States. They're 100% beef, all-natural hot dogs available purchase online at Whole Foods. You know, they ship super fast, and it'll be the perfect addition to your next family cookout next to some ribs. So remember to use promo code FRANK to receive 10% off all Feldman's products, including the bratwurst, the uh, bacon, and the hot dogs at Feldman's.us. That promo code is FRANK for 10% off all items at Feldman's.us. And allow me to be frank, as it's presented to you by Feldman's. That's the gloomiest I've ever yeah. seen you when talking about hot dogs or Feldman's. Uh, I mean, the season has fallen apart. What is the feeling like? What is the what is the feeling like when you see them lose? When you feel like a bad stretch, a right, a collapse is on the on the horizon. Like what what does that feel to you, Frank? Gloom, gloom, and de- gloom, depression, hopelessness. It's exhausting to me and from other people too, though. Like you guys get hysterical over every loss. Like it's it's day in and day out. It's a new season. It feels like a win versus a loss. At the same t- at the same time, like I do understand, like getting shut out by the Reds, the rebuilding Reds, worst team in the league. Like, yeah, you should be pissed off about that. But I do feel like the this season ending every other day is like is crazy. Uh, wins now feel like uh, a relief. Losses feel like inevitable. So we're back. That's where you're at because that was last year's. Uh... Yeah, no, it did. It it did. Twenty twenty one's back. It's feeble, and they're gonna have a, a terrible second half. What also, kind of like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, but like, and Mikey, this is to Mikey because he's also because he's on the outside, you know, looking in. He's not. He's not a Mets fan. He's a Cubs fan. Whatever. Um, Mets for sixty plus games, best team hitting with runners in scoring position, like really good offense, top in the league. And it's a sample size of 15 games, and now Mets fans are are packing it in, calling it a season because the Braves are red hot, and the Braves are obviously really good. I guess like if had the Braves not been playing well, I think maybe the hysterics would be less. But it's being called a collapse, like the inevitable collapse. And I mean, granted, Frank, you have dealt with it year in and year out, so. Yeah, and it's like. I'm look. I'm looking on the outside too. I'm a Cubs fan, so it's just like we suck. And to hear you're 51 and 30, or 50 and 31, and the season's over, it's like, dude, the season's over, like been over, you know. And even watching the Sox, the Sox stink too. It's like they were supposed to be good. That's a collapse. That is a collapse. The White Sox are a collapse. The Mets are not a collapse. But when when I'm thinking about this too, or approaching this, like the division isn't won in April through July. Yeah. We're halfway through. Like, uh, the division was never won. Yes, they had a 10-and-a-half game lead, but the Mets had a ton of injuries. They were playing 500, a tough schedule, and the Braves red hot, and they're the champs. And to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. And and I think we're going to find out who's who's going to win the division by the next head-to-head it, it, matchup. It, it, will, it will be as ugly as it was against Houston. 
Houston just outclassed the Mets in every way. Houston, Houston also outclassed the Yankees. I mean, I know they split with them, but Houston, mm-hmm. Houston's probably the best team in the league right now, top to bottom. Rotation, bullpen, offense. Jordan Alvarez looks like an MVP. They will, they will get. And, 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 and Kyle Gelling. You know, every time <laughs> oh, you walk no. on that fucking treadmill, you, they lose. When did he walk last night? Yep. <laughs> What's the record when he's walked on the treadmill? Like, can we go back and, like, pull that statistic? They're like, uh, they're like, uh, two and ten. And the two games where he walked, where they won, the Mets had injuries. Oh, was it Mc, It was McNeil. Mm. McNeil's hamstring. Uh, no, uh, Scherzer's, uh, quad. There's oblique. Yeah, the oblique. Yeah, the oblique. Yeah. And, and then, and then what was the other? I can't remember. I think it was McNeil's hamstring tightness, because I, I vividly remember you yelling at him about that to get off the treadmill, because you were, it was a matinee, and you were watching it at the, at the office. In your Logan Roy voice. And treadmills. Frank, it's funny, too. Like, a lot of people have been asking me recently, because everybody just sees, like... Everyone knows at this point, like, what you're about, especially when it comes to the Mets. Like, everyone keeps saying to me, like, oh, like, is it just a shtick with him? It's a shtick. It's a shtick, right? And I'm like, no, no, it is not. It is not a shtick with you. We know it's not a shtick. It's your inner feeling and your your venting just all pouring out when you have a bad feeling about the Mets or when they're not playing up to par. Like, this is just pure, raw passion. Yeah, and that's what it is, is. I feel like Frank takes it out. This is how he's a diehard fan, and this is how he takes his fandom out, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like not everybody's the same. Frank is every every game is the end of the season, or it's I, I and the thing is, is I don't want to see Frank tweet, you know, good things about the Mets because then the Mets will actually start to suck. So, I, yeah. like I said, I think it's a yin yang thing, you know. That's just up to me, but. His positivity usually leads to bad things for the Mets. I will, I will yeah, give you that, so. Frank. Yeah, well, here, here's, here's the prediction. <laughs> they will lose today. They will lose three out of four to, to the Marlins. They will get embarrassed by the Braves. Lose three out of four to the Cubs next week. And then All-Star break. And the All-Star break. And now... Now let me look after the also break. So what? what how many, how many wins is that? I predict, I predict there's that. no there's no excuse that they shouldn't. There's no excuse that they shouldn't have swept the Reds, and there's no excuse that they shouldn't sweep the Cubs. And they probably won't. They probably won't sweep the Cubs, and we know they're not going to sweep the Reds. That's two wins. So let me see the rest of the schedule. That's where the, the Frank the Tanks meet Frank Schwindel and Mr. Frank Fleming. Yep. Are you going to Wrigley, Frank? I don't think I am. Yeah, I don't. I'm not either. I'm. I'm. I'm like really having remorse though. I wish that I was. Right. Been nice. Could have been a fun time. I know. Allow me to be frank. Live. Could have been. I know. It would have been perfect. Just so fucking expensive. Well, aren't flights you and everything. To, uh, the card show. I will be in Atlantic City uh, the last week of July. Right. I think that's when it is. So. Uh, 
let's get ready to rock and roll. It'll be a good time. Maybe catch the Subway Series. I got tickets to one game. Ooh. Which one? I don't yeah, know which off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, let me know. I'll try to grab a ticket, too. All right. So, uh, let's see. Uh, all right. Coming out of the also break, they'll get swept by the Padres, swept by the Yankees, and then they'll get swept in Miami. God. So, uh, do the math. That's 6 and 19 in July, in July. That's pretty fast math. But. Then they'll win one in Washington. They'll get uh, they'll get brutalized in the five game series against the Braves, and uh, with uh, with the team hurtling and uh, and falling apart, they'll get swept by the Reds. They'll get swept by the Phillies. They'll get swept by the Braves. They'll win one in Philadelphia. Get swept by the Yankees. They'll split the uh, series with the Rockies, get swept by the Dodgers. Frank, that the next time when the Braves come to City Field next month, I'm on a week long vacation. I'm shutting my phone off because I can't see your te- I can't see your tweets and I can't <laughs> see everyone else. I can't so, see uh, anything during that series. Win two out of three against the Nationals. They'll get swept by the uh, the Pirates. They'll get uh, swept by the Marlins, who will now actually pass them in the standings. They'll win two out of three against the Cubs. They'll split a four-game series with the uh, Pirates. They'll get swept in Milwaukee. They'll win one in Oakland. They'll uh, split the two games with the Marlins. They'll get swept by the Braves. And then they'll uh, win the last three games against the Nationals to get back to 80 wins. We need, we need, Reed, I need you to clip this so we can come back and see Frank's prediction to the end of the season versus the real one. So when we see what that is, we know if the yin-yang theory is true. And Let's over the last 81 games, the Mets will not score 100 runs. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. And Clem will, uh, Clem will think it's just good enough that they competed. What is the bet, Frank? If, if they don't go 500 in this stretch against weaker teams, what does Clem have to do? Uh, he has just he can't drink soda the rest of July. Can't drink soda the rest of July. Um, and what what do you have to do? You can't complain for a while. I can't uh, have a negative tweet on Twitter. How the hell are you going to do that? Someone's DMs is going to be loaded with, <laughs> with complaints. <laughs> what D- whose DMs are those? I don't know. One lucky fella. Um, I haven't even looked at KFC's tweets about anything. Has he? He hasn't been tweeting anything. He really hasn't been tweeting anything other than about Max Scherzer, and uh, I haven't seen anything from Clem really or Kyle. Unless I'm just missing, maybe I'm missing it, but. Um, no one's really said anything. Uh, I had to shut my replies off last night because I tweeted after the loss. I said, uh, I said, apparently, according to my timeline, the season's canceled again. And people were all pissed off saying that uh, people, I guess some people took it, not many people, but some people, I guess, took it as like me acting like 
they aren't playing bad. Like, yes, they're playing bad. Like, it's a rut. Like, they're in a rut right now. But it's a small, it's a small sample size versus a big sample size. And yes, they have weaknesses. But just let it play out. Like, it's not, it's not bad. It's not horrible yet. But it could be headed that way. I know. I, I understand the PTSD there. But it's just like every day, like a fucking complaint, and the season's off from everybody. Like it's crazy. Like they're lucky to even be this, have this record without having Degrom and Scherzer for that long. Degrom hasn't thrown a pitch this year in the regular season. No, it, ne- it never, it never is good. Nothing good ever happens to the Mets, and the Mets fans will never be satisfied either. Frank, it Frank, it is it is summer though, at least it is the summertime, and you know what that means. Yeah, you gotta get uh, the trimmers. You know, is um, you know you don't want your pubes killing the buzz. Because summer is here, the sun is shining, and you want your balls to be smooth. I mean, you heard that right. Your friends at Manscaped are here to make sure your beach ball smooth as the Floridian sand. You know. You don't want to kill the vibe with the view sticking out of your swim trunk. So that's why Manscaped has their performance package 4.0 to keep the part of your pants looking crisp and refresh all summer long. Dive headfirst in the summer by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And get ready for Hawkeye summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code TANK. Did I mention the trimmer is waterproof from the shower to the lake? I was at Niagara Falls, they say, so you could take it there too. From your chest scruff all the way down to your ball throw. The new lawnmower 4.0 is the best trim around. Gets 20% off and free shipping with the code tank at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code tank at manscaped.com. This is summer to trim your package into the full package with Manscaped. Groom your glizzy. What happened? I said groom your glizzy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun way to put it. Frank, uh, can you talk about your road trip a little bit? How, how's that been? I know you're in Ontario right now. Yep, I'm in Michigan, Ontario. <clears throat> how's that? It's nice. Uh, you get the subtle differences here in Canada. Uh, uh, I, I, I can't get used to this metric system shit. I mean, everything is just like throwing me off. I mean, uh, I, I came in my room and I saw that the thermostat uh, was at 21 degrees. I was like, man, I'm going to be freezing. Then I started sweating and then uh, I realized, oh, shit. <laughs> Celsius. Oh, my what God. What up, 60 degrees Celsius? 68 <laughs> degrees Celsius? I'm burning in there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> my god frank you're lucky you're lucky you didn't fucking pass out yeah. when wait when did you realize that it was celsius after you just started sweating balls well i i'd uh, i was trying i uh, i I, uh, I i didn't know what the thing was do what it was doing so i was like like, like looking at it and all of a sudden it, it wouldn't actually go up past like uh and i said oh wait a second, this is celsius Like what that. else is? Oh yeah, they got kilometers there instead of miles. Pretty lame. Huh, I mean, it's, it's double. Uh, I I saw the sign that said, uh, "Hold on a second. 
Oh my god. <laughs> the bat phone? Is it? Someone calling you? Uh, just my phone just acting up again. No hyenas? But, you know, I see the signs that say uh, 56 to Toronto, and uh, I think uh, it's 56 miles, it's actually 56 kilometers. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's... What? How do they live over there? With the doors unlocked? With the doors unlocked, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's equal over there. Uh, I had a, um, a hot dog yesterday. That had gold on it. Was that olive oil or was it real gold? I don't know what it was, but they said it's like uh, twenty, like like a gold shaving. How was wow. it? Weird. Weird. The dog itself was good, uh, but when when, the, when you see the review, it's 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 something it's something something for the record books. Why, Zach? Can you give us a hint? I just gave you a hint. It's something for the record books. Well, for the record. What does that mean? Yeah, watch the review whenever it comes out. Probably in six months. Six months. I have. I, I, I need gold. a second editor. I want to start putting them out twice a week. Yeah. I have like thirty hot dog reviews filmed that have not been edited yet. Really. Yeah, it, it, let me see if I can count how many I have. I mean, it's it, it it really is a crazy amount of hot dog reviews. I've done on this road trip so far. I did uh, I did one at a right wing place in in Pennsylvania on uh, Saturday. I did one in Cleveland uh, Saturday night. Uh, I did one in Canton Sunday. I did one in Cincinnati. I did one yesterday, so that's five that I've added to the uh, to the um, to the uh, the draw. I have fifteen left from the uh, the two from the the two week uh, road trip with Doug's. I have, let me see, let me see, let's see, that's 18, um, 20, da, 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 I'm sounding like my princessa now, 20, uh, yeah, it's 20. By the way, have you seen his idiotic tweets recently? Yeah. Which, Frank, also, by the way, something that's been bothering me, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but everybody complaining about DeGrom throwing 100 miles per hour in his uh, rehab start, do not realize that DeGrom said after his rehab start that his mechanics were messed up in spring training, which keep in mind, he tried to dial back his velo. He dialed it back to 97, 98, and it affected his mechanics, and then he wound up getting hurt in spring training. So again, I don't understand why people, maybe they're just not aware of that, don't recall. Why are they complaining about him hitting 100? Like, if, if you try and hinder who he is, hold back the belly of the beast, like Buck described it as, he's going to get hurt again. So like, again, you can't, 
you can't hold him back for what he what he's doing. And 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 keep in mind also his first live batting practice, he threw he hit ninety nine point nine miles per hour on the radar gun in his first live BP. So it's not just the rehab start that he's throwing one hundred in. What? We have to put the Mets in the fucking slump. What put the Mets in the slump? Facing him in the batting practice. No, he uh, he faced some poor minor leaguers. Oh yikes! Yeah, so they didn't have a shot, but they can tell their grandkids that they stepped in the box against Degrom, as the Jupiter Hammerheads can. A Saturday, Degrom struck out five out of six batters, and he hit a guy with a ninety-four mile per hour slider. But it's the, uh, the 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 Mets. The Mets will the, by this time next week they'll have lost. I don't know the the the, uh, the first two games in Atlanta. And uh, we'll have only one. They'll only have one win over the next week. They'll win one of those games against Miami. They're gonna lose. They're, 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 they are going to lose. They're going to lose to the Reds. They're going to lose two out of three to the fucking Reds. They won't say it now for a competitive advantage, you know, competitive reasons. But Scherzer, they're saying either is going to start Sunday against the Marlins or Monday against the Braves. No fucking way he pitches against the Marlins. Like that just makes no sense. He's got to pitch against the Braves. Mm-hmm. If they're going to have any shot in that series, they they need to be spotless pitching, basically. Nope, they're going to the Mets are going to put David Peterson out there to get uh, to get. Completely throttled. Frank, he's been their third. He's been their second best starter. Yeah, well, today you watch him get bat- hammered. He's been really, really good, and and he's been good against bad teams too. So the Reds should should do well against the Reds. Other than the fact that Great American Ballpark is a band box, so it's more home run prone. But yeah, no, the 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 disaster has begun. They went. Uh, 15-31 the first half, they're going to go 25-36 in the second half. Frank, they'd go, you don't think if, if they went, wait, wait, 25 and 30, what'd you say? Uh, they're going to go, uh, they're only going to win 25 games the rest of the way. Oh, so that would give them 75 wins. Yep. And you don't think even at 30 and 51, which would be an epic collapse, they would still be 500? It just always falls apart. What do you think the debt? What are your trade deadline predictions? They'll trade Ronnie Mauricio, and the guy that they trade for him will get injured in his first game with the Mets. And the who's, lineup who's going to be? Trey Mancini. Oh, God. I just don't think uh, – Mancini's a nice player, but I don't think he's worth a Mauricio. And Josh Bell is, the like, basically the cream of the crop, but I, the Mets aren't going to give the Nationals Mauricio. Uh, what's going to happen is the – the the uh, the uh, um, Soto the, the Bell's gonna go to the Braves, and the Nationals and uh, the Braves are gonna shake hands and <laughs> walk on the field together with a tattered Met jersey. Oh my God! Yeah, the the uh, the, uh, the but the Met, the Mets will, will and I think the Mets will get shut out again today. 
I hope not, because I'm uh, I'm gonna bet on the, the Mets today. So kind of every time I come on the podcast, I'm ready to bet the Mets, and then as soon as I talk to Frank, I'm ready to like cash out my bet before I, it even goes. You should just go off what Frank. Yeah, just just do the opposite of Frank. I mean, today is a pretty it's pretty slim chance that the Mets lose today, but. I don't think they get swept against the Reds. I think it's kind of no, no, no. They they lose they lose two out of three if they lost today. And I, I just I just don't think that they'll as bad as they're playing. I, I don't think they're going to get. The, I don't think they'll lose two out of three. They can't lose two out of three to this bad of a team. And no. if they do, if they do, the season will be, <laughs> the fans will be ending the season officially today. I mean. It- it's just a nightmare. The nightmare never fucking ends. <sighs> it's always depressing. Just always, always, always falls apart every fucking year. Every fucking year. Well, then you got, got the Nets. They're trying to rebuild over there. They can't rebuild. They have no, no nothing to rebuild with. They, they have draft picks, and uh, Kevin Durant uh, says he's going to refuse to trade it, and that brings back stars. And uh, I don't understand. With the NBA's uh, rules, they have to give in to his demands. He's going to end up with the Lakers, uh, and the Nets are going to get back uh, Russell Westbrook and buy him out, and have uh, be in salary cap hell and have no draft picks. So it's going to be well, like. Uh, they're going to lose like 65 games uh, a year. And Steve Nash actually likes that. So he could dance and do his TikToks. Oh, my God. Okay. I agree with you in, in a lot of ways with the Nets because they want KD. Well, first of all, if KD leaves the Nets like he wants to, he's an asshole because he is this an team asshole. did everything for you. They uh, did, the did you hear Kevin Durant said? He only wants to play with a team that has two stars with him. Two all-stars. So that leaves you nine teams. You have nine teams with two all-stars. You you got the Warriors, who they could probably go to the Warriors. Well, that's what he wants to go to. Yeah, he wants to go to the Suns. And how can you say that? You go to a team to start a future because you you think that the Warriors are too easy. And then they fire their coach for you. They bring in Steve Nash. They trade all their guys. They trade Jared Allen. They trade draft picks. They get, they get you, your team that you want, and you fucking suck. And then you go, no, I don't want to be here anymore. This guy, and then what team wants this guy? They want a guy that one day could. He says up. That the, he says that the next the, the disrespected Kyrie. And then you have the, the, the genius in the Daily News saying that the uh, that the uh, everyone's upset at the Nets because uh, because because um, of racism. You know, Sean yeah, Sean King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, he he applauds what the Nets are doing. That finally people are standing up, and that they're unchained from the bonds of ownership. These people are so fucking stupid. Let, yeah, let, okay, yeah, let's review Kyrie Irving's tenure at the Nets. He came in with Kevin Durant. Durant could not play the first year because of his Achilles. Yeah. He was covering. Was that? No, I said, and, yeah. and everyone knew that. Everyone was okay with that. About 20 games into the season, Kevin Dur- yeah, Kyrie Irving goes, you know, my shoulder's kind of bothering me. I don't have Durant around. 
I want to get my shoulder taken care of so we're fully healthy and fully ready to go next year. You know what? Nobody really had a problem with that. So he played 20 games his first season. So he has the surgery. Uh, shortly after he had the surgery, uh, Durant and Kyrie Irving came to the Nets and said, you know, we don't like Keith Atkinson, even though he's probably one of the best, now one of the best assistants and will probably become the Warriors coach soon. Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. So they fired him. They fired him. They fire him, and then they, and then they, uh, these two uh, guys say, you know, we, we, we want one of us. We want a player that understands what it's like to be a star, to be our coach. We don't really need a coach. We're so, go- we're so good. So bring in Steve Nash. So they bring in Steve Nash. Then James Harden becomes available, and Durant, and Durant goes over to the net and says, I want James Harden on the team. I want scary hours. So they trade four draft picks. Actually, five draft picks. Three are unprotected picks. Two are the the, uh, Houston has the right to swap. So they don't have their draft pick for five years now for James Harden. And right at that moment, Kyrie Irving says, I'm depressed with the world. I need a mental health break. So he goes to Jamaica for a couple, for a month. So, Nets actually had a good season. They managed to make the playoffs. And, of course, uh, here's something. I'll get back to that in a second. They obliterate the Celtics. Are up 2 0 on the Bucks, and then Kyrie Irving gets hurt. They end up losing to the Bucks in seven games. Durant, foot on the line, would have been a three pointer that would have won the game, sent, sent the game to overtime. But when it got to overtime, Nets were out of gas, and they end up losing. Bucks win the NBA championship. Nets come back this year. Kyrie, James Harden now comes back, and he doesn't want to play with the Nets anymore. They lost Mark D'Antoni and two other assistants. And now Steve Nash actually actually has to now fully coach the team. Because something went wrong. Kyrie refuses to get the shot. Nets play uh, just play terrible basketball, especially after uh, Kevin Durant missed two months with a uh, hamstring. Harden shipped off for uh, Ben Simmons, who wants a hammock because he doesn't feel like fucking playing. So now here we are. They get swept in the playoffs. Kyrie didn't get his max extension because the Nets pulled it off the table when he refused to get the shot. What's on the table is a incentive-laden contract where he gets the max deal if he plays 60 games this year. The fact that he doesn't want to play this contract tells me he's going to do something shitty again. 
They have bent over backwards. They fired their coach. They brought in James Harden. They, okay, you want a mental health break? Okay, here's your check. Don't want to get the shot? No, here's your check. Played 29 games? Here's your check. What more could they do for him? And he's still not fucking happy? Frank, at this point, there's no traction between the trade between them and the Lakers. Like, the Nets are going to get everything for if they trade Durant and Kyrie, and I just don't think it's going to happen that they trade either of them. They're going to get nothing. They're going to have nothing. They're going to lose 65 games a year. They're not going to dump them, though. They're going to, they're literally going to tell them, no, we're not giving you up for no, nothing. The commissioner's going to set step in and wants, wants it settled. If they, if they don't play, they're not going to get paid either. So they're just going to have to fucking the make amends. In the NBA, you get your money. Yeah, that's why the, the league fucking sucks. I mean, honestly, it would be super fun to cover as a reporter because it's always fucking nonstop shit going on. But as a fan, it's just fucking sucks. It, no, the, the league legitimately sucks. And I'm going to the four Hall of Fames. And, and, and I almost don't want to go to the NBA Hall of Fame. I'll be at the NHL Hall of Fame today. I'm going to Cooperstown tomorrow. For some reason, my phone is ringing. Oh, my God. Frank, the hyenas are calling. But... All right, do we have access to Tank? We do have access to Tank. Oh, by the way, here's something else. God damn it, phone! Is that a landline? I think it's a landline. Why is he picking up his landline in his fucking hotel room? That's that's what I would love to know. Yeah. Let's hear what he has to say. I think maybe he's screaming. Did you hear him? He said he's doing a podcast. He's doing a podcast. <laughs> Who could he be talking to? Like, is it is it Doug's calling him? Like, no, I think I think it's the front office because somebody's like said like this guy's screaming. And oh, maybe he got a noise complaint. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was a noise complaint. Holy shit! <laughs> yes. I fucking knew it. <laughs> they wouldn't stop calling. What did they say? They said they do a noise complaint. <laughs> Well, at least we're at the end right here, so uh, we won't see any more complaints, hopefully. Just don't watch any Mets games in the hotel. Well, I'll be checking out in a minute after after the podcast is done. It looks oh. like you're not going to be. What hotel is this? It's a Holiday Inn in Michigan, Ontario. Fucking Canada. Noise complaint for talking about the Mets. Michigan? <sighs> Michigan. Michigan, Ontario. Yeah, it's M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-A-U-G-A-E-G-U-A. Shugana. You say that like I'm supposed to know how to spell that. You know Mashugana. Mashugana. Let me look how it's spelled. It's, it's, oh, no, I got it. It's, uh, yeah, it's like Missagua, it looks like. Mashugana. Mashugana. There you go. It basically looks like Mississippi, in a way. <laughs> But, yeah, the, the, here's another thing. Uh, I mentioned before that Kyrie Irving got injured in the, uh, uh, against the Bucs. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, they, when they followed the Celtics last year, 2021, 
in the last game in Boston, Kyrie stomped on the Celtics logo. I remember, yeah. Yeah. That's the ankle he sprained. And it's been all downhill since then. I'm telling you that fucking leprechaun. That fucking leprechaun. Maybe you should bring the sage. Lucky sage to Yeah. Lucky's curse. But you know, Steve Nash actually is happy about this. Because he gets to uh he gets to coach a bunch of G Leaguers, dreamers. And do his little TikToks. Yep. Uh, in fact, I, 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 I'm going to close today with uh, Steve Nash's favorite song. Beautiful. Do we have any Ask the Tank? We do have Ask the Tank. I was just live tweeting <laughs> what just happened about your noise complaint. I think people it's are going to so enjoy that. Funny. <laughs> we got to clip that, too. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, an that's, that's more than clip worthy, I would say. Why right. is this fucking phone ringing? Yeah, I was like, we seriously were like so confused that you were going to pick up your landline in a hotel room. Whatever. Um, all right. So ask the tank, pretty relevant because we were just talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Cliff DiMartino at Keystone 8435 wants to know, Frank, did you ever pick a new NBA team to root for? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing with that yet. I mean, the trades haven't been made yet. I mean... Part of me might even like uh, look at the expansion horizon. So, what do you think? Is Vegas going to get an NBA team? Probably. What about if the Seattle SuperSonics come back? Would you root for them? They're both coming back. They're going to add two teams. And then <clears> what year? Seattle and Vegas. Seattle and Vegas. What year? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. All right. So those, those two are on the table. Vegas Aces. I think that's the name. No. No. Frank, oh. Frank, you know there's there's room on the Knicks side. That team's a bigger dumpster fire than the fucking Nets. At least they have a fan. What if KD goes to the, the Knicks? Or Kyrie. No, 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 no. You, you said that the Nets, the Knicks have draft picks? They have a fan base. Well, but yeah, that's nothing that makes being a Net fan hard. Uh, but you know the... Uh, They've been charged with tampering. Yeah, they I might, know. It's... They might lose Brunson. They might the Nets the the Knicks might get they, Brunson might might have to go back to Dallas. And they might get stripped of their draft picks if they if this is what happened to the Timberwolves when they signed Joe Smith. What? With Lonzo. With the Bulls with Lonzo. We just got charged for tampering last year. The whole league is tampering. The whole league is tampering. Yeah, but- if, th- if this is fucking tampering, it's fucking rigged. The commissioner says that having the Lakers be good is good for the league, so they can tamper anyone they want. With Brian Windhorst being their tamperer. Yeah, that's right. With the pointing, yeah. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul, Brian Windhorst. That's basically like what it was. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the room is now dumber having heard that explanation. All right, moving on, because I, I know you got a big day ahead of you, Frank, as you're in Ontario going to the Hall of Fame. Um, Chipsy at Dominant Casper wants to know how your skyline chili was when you went to the Reds game. How, how, was, how was your experience at Great American Ballpark? 
The experience of Great American Park Park was good. Uh, they had a good uh, 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 fireworks display. Nice. By the way, Abe tweeted out a video that I think should probably go viral. They were shooting off fireworks at Niagara Falls, and I had my back turned to it, watching the Mets on my phone. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so you. That's so you. <laughs> How is Abe? So is it is it you is it you Abe and and Dougs? What's no what? Dougs is uh, staying behind. He's he's actually getting ready to do rough and rowdy. He's doing rough and rowdy. Yeah. Yes. What's with who? Some guy from Canada, ironically. Why are they fighting? Uh, he challenged Barstool, so Dougs accepted the challenge. Holy shit! Well, this I, I feel like this is fast. Has he been training, or what's what's the deal? Uh, he's going to start training. Yeah. I have a clip of that video where he, he calls the guy out from Canada and Doug's is like, I don't like violence, but I also don't like your tone. And like, I'm going to get that <laughs> and use that all the time. It's great. Oh my God. Well. All right. So on, on that note, that's all we have. Uh, Frank, if you recall that song that you opened up with talking about, uh, oh, the, the Canadian anthem. Yeah, to the tune of of the Mets season going down in flames. If you want to close out with that, I think that was a pretty, pretty well delivered uh, song. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to sing out. I'm going to sing Steve Nash's favorite song. Oh, no, go ahead. And it's 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 a classic by Supertramp. Dreamer, you know you're a dreamer. You you don't know how to play basketball, and you're not too good, but you're a dreamer. When you shoot the ball goes off the rim, dreamer. I said, oh, we might go for it. We might go for an 80, and it doesn't matter. We're a team of dreamers. You're a dreamer. Dreamers. You're a stupid dreamer. You put your hand on your head. Oh, no. Like, like, subscribe. Use your dreamer. Running out of dreamer. My God. Like, like, subscribe, and see you next week. See you next week.